Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. It's been a little while since we've been together like this, and it's good to be back. In this episode, you'll hear Psalm 12. We'll be attentive to how the Lord might be speaking to us through it. We'll then take 10 minutes of silent reflection in the presence of the Lord, and then we'll close in prayer. Psalm 12. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. They who say, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us, who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among the children of man. This psalm speaks of the violence of lies and a deceitful tongue. It says everyone utters lies to his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. They speak words of flattery and kindness and encouragement. But really they're bent on corruption and competition and outdoing one another. The world talks about dignity, but it's ruthless with one another. It talks about kindness, but it's brutal talks about love but it's pitiless it talks with flattering lips but it's with a double heart they speak and we Christians have to be mindful of the same thing that we don't speak with a double heart that we don't say that the things of God matter to us but pursue the vanities of the world that we don't pay lip service to caring for the poor, but then turn a contemptuous eye on those asking for money. That we don't claim to love self-sacrificially and then constantly put our needs ahead of those around us. Scott Cairns has a wonderful and stinging poem called Possible Answers to Prayer that goes like this. Your petitions though they continue to bear just one signature, have been duly recorded. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope and inadvertent entertainment value, 
nevertheless serve to bring your person vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. Your intermittent concern for the sick, the suffering, the needy poor is sometimes recognizable to me, if not to them. Your angers, your zeal, your lip-smackingly righteous indignation toward the many whose habits and sympathies offend you, these must burn away before you'll apprehend how near I am. With what fervor I adore precisely these, the several who rouse your passions. It's not just the world that can be double-hearted. But because God is a God of love and cares for the poor and the needy and all of those who are oppressed, he acts. Verse 5 says, Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. God sees the lies and the deception and the corruption and the harm, and he acts. He rises to provide safety and shelter for those who are and crying out to him. And the interesting thing about this psalm is that those words in verse 5 are not just words, but they are living and active. They actually do something. They're effective. And so verse 6 and 7 goes on and says, The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. I hear those words not just referring as to God's word generally, but that the specific word that he has just proclaimed will be effective, that he has seen and heard the harm done by the double-hearted, and that he has spoken a word of protection over his people, and that word is effective. God's promise of protection is pure and solid and can be trusted and counted upon. God will guard us from generation to generation. That is a living and effective word that God has spoken over his people. The temptation that we all face when we have been harmed by lying lips and a deceitful tongue is to strike back ourselves. But the problem is that when we do that, when we play that game, we inevitably become oppressors ourselves. Because it then becomes about victory and power and competition and self-protection. But the invitation of this psalm is to trust that God will give us the protection that we need, that his word, his promise is living and active. That we aren't to strike back ourselves and fight fire with fire, but we are to put our trust in God's word, his promises to us, that he will protect us and place us in the safety that we long for. As we prepare for a time of reflection, maybe you want to think about times in which lies or double-heartedness hurt you. Think about the pain of that cause. 
and think about the ways in which you responded to that pain. What were you tempted to do? How did you act? How were you tempted to act? Maybe you can think of times that you oppressed or harmed someone else with your lies or your double-heartedness. Why did you act that way? How might you wish you had responded differently in that situation? Maybe you need to repent. And finally, is there anything or anyone that is oppressing you right now that you need safety and protection from? If so, bring that before the Lord and ask for his effective word of protection to be spoken over you. As we enter into 10 minutes of silence now, I would invite you to take a few deep breaths, to consider anything that the Lord might be speaking to you today, and to simply offer this time to Him.
As this time of silence comes to an end, I would invite you to take a few deep breaths once again. To thank God for whatever ways that he has been speaking to you and meeting you during this time. And to join me in praying the prayer that our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.